a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin. As it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Kiara Koto. And on today's political roundup, it's all about the politics of climate change. Now, tomorrow, students are going on strike against government inaction on climate change. A global student strike is happening this Friday. In New Zealand, thousands of students are expected to bunk school and attend climate change protests across the country. Politicians have generally expressed hostility or indifference to this protest. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has been non-committal over whether she supports the protest actions or not. However, the Green Party is publicly supporting the protesting students, as are a handful of Labour MPs. The strike action by students against climate change in action is hugely significant. The politics of climate change tends to be an elite affair, with discussions on global warming usually taking place amongst establishment politicians, corporate representatives and NGO leaders. But now the issue of climate change is being taken to the streets, with students forming a mass participatory movement to push for more government action. But what impact will the student strike actually have? Certainly the New Zealand government will feel the need to defend its program on tackling climate change in response to this protest. But the big question is, what will happen the day after? Will striking students and their supporters keep the momentum up and build an ongoing movement? Or will tomorrow's protest be a one-off symbolic action? Symbolic actions can make an impact, but rarely lead to substantive change. Now, on to the actual government's action or inaction on climate change, depending how you see it. Jacinda Ardern has stated that she sees climate change as the major issue of the 21st century. And she has indicated that her government will act to be a world leader, if not the world leader, on tackling global warming. Tomorrow, striking students will aim to put pressure on the government to take decisive action on climate change. But how active is this government on dealing with environmental concerns? The long-awaited zero-carbon bill is on the way. But how radically will this bill tackle climate change? That is open to question. Now, James Shaw, the co-leader of the Green Party, is sponsoring this bill. So how far will Green co-leader James Shaw compromise with his zero-carbon bill? And will both New Zealand First and Labour act to water down the legislation? There is a real possibility that the bill will be watered down to unspecific targets and targets that don't unduly upset farmers and corporations. James Shaw wants this bill to have cross-party support. So that's from all the parties in Parliament, including National and Act. On the face of it, bipartisan support for tackling global warming seems a great idea. However, for sure to gain bipartisan support, that is for all the parliamentary parties to buy into his zero-carbon targets, a watered-down bill is almost inevitable. Shaw has chosen the path of depoliticising zero-carbon targets by aiming at an across-the-board parliamentary support for his bill.
But such an attempt at bipartisan compromise on global warming could well lead to inaction on this pressing issue. A watered-down bill that pleases all political parties and has the buy-in of farmers and corporations would arguably be pretty much a useless piece of legislation. Perhaps it would be better for the government to take the lead on climate change, to push forward bold policies and to force other political players and interested parties to follow. And that's your roundup for today. Thank you very much for that, John. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.